Hey everybody, it's Sunday, May 11, 2014. Hope you're having a great day and welcome to the show. Uh, today's also Mother's Day, so before we start, you know, happy Mother's Day to all the mothers out there. And a quick update from my side over here at ballerleather.com. Uh, I missed the promo time for Mother's Day, but for Father's Day, I'll be doing a video uh, promotion. So what we're doing is uh, we have a lot of friends that live here together with me here in Vietnam. And so what I thought would be a cool idea was that if we could make kind of a video mashup of everyone living here and, you know, things that we would say to our fathers uh, for Happy Father's Day, we'll do a video mashup of that. And then at the end, uh, it'll be a quick brought to you by Bottle Leather. I think that's something I had you know, I was in the shower on Friday night and this came up to me, uh, kind of popped into my head. So I've been working on this the, over the past few days and I've got a couple people on board and I'm looking really looking forward to this because I think it's something really cool, uh, unique and kind of has the potential to go a little viral. So we'll see how this goes. All right. So I hope you're doing well and that you'll enjoy this episode about social media I had with uh, Rick Mulready. Don't deliver a product, deliver an experience. You're listening to the Build My Online Store podcast, and I'm your host, Terry Lin. We're here to talk about running an online store and building a strong e-commerce brand to take your online store to the next level. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure to check us out at buildmyonlinestore.com. Let's get on with the show. So, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the show. Today, I've got my buddy Rick Mullerty over at Inside Social Media, where we're going to talk about, well, you guessed it, social media. What's up, Rick? What's up, buddy? How you doing? <laughs> Not bad. So, uh, tell us a bit about yourself and the podcast real quick. Yeah, so the podcast is called Inside Social Media. What it's all about is I interview heads of social media from the most successful brands in the world. And we talk about what they're doing well in social media, but always with the angle of how small businesses can model those same strategies and principles for their own business with little or no budget. I'm all about looking at what, looking at looking at outside of your your niche or your industry to see what other successful businesses and brands are doing, and seeing what you can learn from that, and then applying you know when it's appropriate, applying those types of things to your own business. So that's what the show is really all about. I launched it in April of 2013, so it's just under a year old at this point right now. And uh, I've had everybody from uh, Scott Monty from Ford was my first show. I've had MTV and the NBA and NASA and Coke and Pepsi and Walmart and GE and Red Bull and all kinds of brands on there. So it's uh, it's a lot of fun. Um, my background is actually in corporate internet advertising. I've been I was in that for almost twelve years. I started in two thousand and worked for the likes of AOL and Yahoo and Funny or Die and a company called Vibrant Media and so forth. So. I was, uh, you know, I'm used to working with some of these biggest brands in the world, not only working for them, but also working with them while I was at these companies. And so, and I was in the, I was in the advertising groups at all these companies. And for the last several years, I left the corporate world at the end of 2012. And for the last uh, couple of years, I was selling online advertising. So it's really sort of, you know, it's basically what I've known for, for many, many years now. And, um, but when I left the corporate world, what I was doing was Facebook advertising and Facebook marketing, and I'm still doing Facebook advertising, but the uh, podcast with inside social media, um, you know, I'm all about, my brand is all about simplifying social media. And the approach I take is what I explained to you before, as far as what the, what we do on the podcast and looking at what big brands are doing, you know, well in social media and how we can apply it and so forth. So it's, it's sort of that, you know, it's sort of the, the big brands for small business budgets, as I call it. And then also the, uh, the Facebook advertising. One thing that's interesting is that when you talk to like NASA, GE, 
you know, Boston Celtics talk about these guys have big budgets that little guys don't have, right? And, then, and I think for a lot of little guys starting out, they're like, oh, there's Pinterest, Twitter, Tumblr, all these platforms. What do I be on? But for companies like those who can be on everywhere, like what's their biggest problem now that you see? They do experience the same types of things that, you know, that we small businesses do because they don't, they're not always successful with the types of campaigns that they're putting out here, out there. And yes, they do have the budget. They do have the resources. And, and that's really why I say, let's look at what they're doing. Let's look at what Red Bull is doing, or let's look at what McDonald's is doing because they do have the budgets and the resources and the teams. Let them go forward and test things out, sort of let them be our uh, guinea pig, if you will, um, to see what is working and what's not working. And then from there, we can pull out uh, the, the different uh, strategies and principles that they're using that are applicable to our business. Um, you know, just because that, you know, we, just because we're not, uh, I don't know, an energy drink company doesn't mean that we can't look at what Red Bull is doing. It's totally relevant regardless of what our industry is. And, a, and an example that comes to mind is the Red Bull Stratus campaign. And the Stratus campaign is where they had, it was in early 2013 and they had the dude go up into space and uh, he did a free fall. I don't know if you remember this, but he, had a, he did a free fall from space. When a small business were to, you know, as a small business were to look at that, they'd be like, no, I can't model that or I can't apply that, um, what they were doing there. And yes, you're not gonna send a, you're not gonna send a guy up into space. However, if you really break it down, the strategies and principles that Red Bull use with that are, are things that any small business can do. So just let me recap it real quick. So they know, they understood who their audience is. So they, they, their audience is that extreme sports crowd. They know that their brand is really more than a brand that is uh, an energy drink. They're all about a lifestyle. They wanted to do something that aligned with that target audience. And so they took it a step further and they said, okay, we understand how people are using the social platforms that are out there. So we understand how people use Facebook, for example, or Twitter. And they said, okay, so we're going to capture this on video, obviously, so we can, we can make sure that people are uh, seeing it. And their goal of the campaign was to build brand awareness for, for Red Bull. So when you kind of combine all that, they said, all right, I'm going to take video of this guy jumping from space. We know that that type of stunt is going to align well with our extreme sports crowd. And that's certainly going to generate awareness for our brand because it's an over the top type of stunt. So they had the campaign on YouTube because it's a video. They had it on Facebook because also Facebook is a visual platform. And then they cross promoted it with Twitter. There you have it. I mean, obviously they went viral and it was a huge campaign. But when you break it down like that and look at it sort of like, all right, they knew what their goal was. They knew who their audience was and they understood the social platforms. Those are all things that a small business can do. And that's really what I'm talking about when, when I say, you know, looking at these, what, what these big brands are doing and how do I model and apply uh, what they're doing to my own small business. Yeah, and it's interesting because they don't really have to sell Red Bull. They just put a sticker on the guy and that's all they need to do. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. They, I mean, they were selling without selling. Yeah. And, and really, in the, like you look at the common denominator across McDonald's, Red Bull, NASA, whatever, or just social media, it just comes down to reputation and trust, right? Whether it's this business, you're selling hamburgers, bikes, or whatever. Absolutely. And it's, I mean, it's all about, and that's one of the pet peeves that that I have, and I mean, any of us, when we're on social media, we see it all the time. We see people who are all they all they do is use social media uh, to sell their products or, or services. And you know, I sort of call it that virtual soapbox, where they just get up there and they just start shouting their sales message. Well, what you're talking about, Terry, is that you know, building that trust. Well, 
social media is a great way to build that trust with people, but you have to be doing it in a way that is you're adding value and you're having a conversation with them and not always selling, selling, selling. And so, uh, and social media is such a great way to, to do that and build that relationship with people, help them out. And then you, then, you know, then you can earn the right to, uh, to, to sell your product, but you know, you have to, uh, you do have to sort of earn that trust first before it's going to be successful for yourself. Like what are some brands that are doing good examples of that? Kind of just being very personal on say Twitter or whatever and talking to people rather than just being, Hey, you know, our subs are 99 cents for Thursday deep five before 5 PM. Well, I think like I mentioned them before, like what comes to mind uh, right there is like Ben and Jerry's does a really good job with their social media. They do a lot of sort of experiential marketing. They're not always selling their products. I mean, they're selling, but they're not selling because they're talking about the things that are important to them as a brand. And they have a lot of environmental uh, causes that they support and so forth. So that really comes in their brand essence, if you will, really comes through in their social media. And people really align with that because you're not, like I said, they're, they're not selling outright. They're just talking about their brand and, and, and giving that sort of like that behind the scenes access and all that type of stuff. So they do a really good job. Uh, Taco Bell does a really good job. I've had Taco Bell on the show. And they do a, and they actually, they do an amazing job with their listening. When I had Taco Bell on the show, that was episode 27. Um, Tressie Lieberman is her name. Tressie heads up their, their global social media. She was talking about a campaign where they introduced one of their burritos on Snapchat. I asked her about this and I said, why did you choose to do it on Snapchat? And she said, well, to be honest with you, we weren't even on Snapchat shortly before they did that sort of release, if you will, on Snapchat. The reason that they went on to Snapchat is because they were listening to their other social channels like Facebook and Twitter and so forth. And their audience was asking them, why aren't they on Snapchat? It sort of made them realize that, you know what, we need to look into this platform because because Snapchat was still very new at that time. It made them look at look at Snapchat as a platform. They, they sort of dove into it. They, and when I say they dove into it, they wanted to see how people used it first. That's really, really important to understand how users are using that platform, like I just mentioned with Red Bull. So like you in your in just yourself, how would you use it on a personal level, then understand it, and then you can figure out how you can integrate that platform into your business. And that's exactly what Taco Bell did, where they jumped in to Snapchat as a result of their listening. And so they do a really good job of, you know, leveraging social media, um, not always in a salesy way, but, but, you know, listening and having those conversations with their fans and customers and so forth. And then, you know, you have things like big stunts, if you will. Not, it wasn't even a stunt. They just released this um, or they made the announcement about their, their new burrito on um, Snapchat as a result of their listening. So a couple of brands, they have to do a really good job of it. Because I think two years ago, social media was kind of still a kind of voodoo thing. And then I think in 2012, 2013, people realized they need to be on. And how much leverage do they have, like, say, working together with the marketing department and, say, product development? Uh, departments of these big companies like is this still a fringe thing on its own or is it getting more integrated into the bigger corporation well i think it depends on what you know which brand it is but it's becoming more less of a silo and more of the more as a part of the overall uh marketing department you know these brands are understanding that you know social media does not sit out by itself that it is part of the overall marketing organization if you will within the within the business and so more and more businesses are, are sort of, for lack of a better way to say that, waking up to that and really integrating um, everything. You know, later in, in 2013, there was all that 
pressed about, you know, going away with the, 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 the title of social media manager, if you will. And, and it was like, all right, is social media going away, you know, or are not going away, but how are organizations going to be approaching social media? And, you know, really social media is really, I mean, everybody who is in a company is part of that social media experience. I mean, they're representing the company in some fashion. And so it's become, you know, less and less about a, a specific department and more integrated with the overall organization. So, and a lot of brands are, are sort of heading in that direction if they're not already. Yeah, awesome. All right. And so for a little guy like us, you know, say we understand what you're talking about, we want to get into social media, but there's so many freaking platforms out there. So how do we narrow down which one to actually focus on? Because everyone, the thing is like every kind of social media guru quote on their platform says they need to be on their platform. But so that's why, that's why I've kind of avoided getting them on the show. So kind of you come from a more, a more neutral view. So what are your thoughts on that? Yeah. I mean, social media overwhelm is one of the biggest challenges that small businesses have. I mean, just like you just said, Terry, like they're like, Holy cow, uh, there's, you know, 13 different platforms out there with a new one. What seems like coming on the market every week. How do I know where to be? Well, the first thing that you want to understand is where is your audience? You know, where is, where are your customers? Where, where are the people who um, like your brand? What platforms are they using? And, you know, if we're talking, there's a, and there's a few different ways to figure that out. If you have an online business, um, you likely have, not everybody, but you likely have an email list. So if you're emailing your, you know, your customers or people who are associated with your business on a regular basis, you can always ask them, you know, if you do some sort of like a quarterly survey, or if you put like a PS on one of your emails, it's not bad to ask them, say, hey, I'm just curious, you know, do you, what kind of social platforms are using on, are using social media at all? And if so, which ones are you using? Um, if you don't, if you have a, an actual brick and mortar store, you can actually, you can have that conversation in person. You can ask people when they're, then you're, when, when they're in the store, they're right in front of you. So that's uh, something that's a lot of businesses don't do. And it's so simple is simply to ask, you know, where um, are, the, you know, where are their customers hanging out? online. The, and if they, if you don't have that necessarily, if you don't have a brick and mortar store and you don't, and you have an online business yet, you don't have an email, you know, what I'd recommend there is just sort of picking one platform a week. And like, so let's just say Twitter, for example, uh, if you don't know how to use Twitter, just sort of jump in there and start to figure out how it's used. You know, how are people using it? And depending on what your, what your niche is, uh, Twitter has a really, really good search functionality that you can search on different conversations based on, you know, industries or your niche or quote unquote influencers in your, within your niche. And you can start to listen to the conversations that are going on um, around your industry or around your niche. From there, you can ha you can make a pretty quick decision whether, you know, your customers are on that particular platform. Uh, Facebook has the same fa Facebook has the same way. They have a really good search functionality. So you can search for different groups and so forth that are relevant to or pages that are relevant to um, your niche. Google Plus has the same thing. Instagram, uh, you can search by a hashtag and so forth. So it's really just kind of taking one step at a time and, and starting to get to know the platforms, how people are using them. And then also really understanding what your business objective is. 
And so if you are a business business that's going to really benefit from, if you're a very visual company and you, you know, the best way to uh, market your, your business is through, you know, visual, like whether it's pictures or images of your business or your products or services or videos or something like that. Well, then you want to start off with uh, platforms that are, that are going to align that way. So like in a YouTube, for example, or a Facebook or um, an Instagram. So it really comes down to figure, you know, figuring out who your customer is and knowing as much as you can about your target customer, starting to realize where they hang out online, but also what is your business objective? And then starting to align that with the appropriate social platform. But don't feel like you have to be on every single one. There's a lot of talk out there, you know, to be on as many platforms as you possibly can. And yeah, that's, that's a good strategy if you have sort of mastered, if you will, some of the platforms. But you know, everybody, everybody says, well, you, you have to be on Facebook. Well, yes, it's probably a good idea that you, that you may want to be on Facebook. However, it's not a good fit for everybody. So you just have to kind of take, take one step at a time. What I like to tell people is, look, pick one platform for this week, learn as much as you can about it, just kind of get a gauge on how users are using it. And then are, is your audience on there? Are your target, target customers on that platform? And does it align with your business objective? And if it does, you know, maybe you want to spend some more time on it. If it does not, you know, move on to the next one. So yeah, it's like if I was going to sell monster trucks, you know, I wouldn't really go on Pinterest since it's all wedding. Exactly. Right <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Interesting. All right. And so, you know, say, you know, we've found three or four platforms. One of the other struggles is that, well, what content do I put on these things? And I think a lot of people end up being say, hey, let's just put a 10% off code every week. And then, and then what happens is you train your customers or followers not to buy from you until you have a sale. And like, what are some of the big brands doing with in terms of like content? Yeah, I mean, it really, it's a good question. It really varies from obviously from, from brand to brand and also from platform to platform. I think of like Lowe's, you just mentioned Pinterest and it made me think of Lowe's Home Improvement. Lowe's is a really good job on Pinterest. And you wouldn't necessarily, I didn't necessarily think, I had Lowe's on the show back on episode 26. And uh, Brad Walters is uh, the head of their social media. And I, and I asked him about this. I said, you know, look, Brad, I don't, th when I think of Lowe's, I don't necessarily think of that female audience that you're going to find on Pinterest, yet they have a really great presence on Pinterest. And he explained to me how they leverage it. And basically, Pinterest is all about sort of that inspiration. People are very, you know, people go on to, on to, uh, to Pinterest because they're in that shopping mode. They're looking for ideas. They're looking for inspiration. And that's how Lowe's uses uh, Pinterest, where they, they set up, they show you pictures of, you know, from a, a home perspective, you know, they show different rooms or patios or um, holiday decorating and so forth. All, of course, all products that you could buy at Lowe's, but they do it from an inspirational standpoint and they don't necessarily sell it outright. Yes, there's some boards on there that, were, that talk about products, you know, direct products that they can, that, that you can, that you can buy from them, but they do it more from an inspirational perspective. And that's because Lowe's understands the platform of, of uh, Pinterest, that sort of approach isn't necessarily going to work on a Twitter. So on Twitter, you might want, in addition to answering people's questions and so forth, because people are always having um, home improvement type questions, uh, in addition to doing to doing that sort of thing on on uh, on Twitter, they can provide you know quick tips. Uh, they did a really good job with uh, Vine, which is that six second video platform uh, that Twitter owns. You know, and they did a they did a thing where they shot a six second video and literally it was how to get a screw out of the wall that's been stripped. 
And so they showed you how to do it with a rubber band and a screwdriver. And all it was, six second video to do that. And it was brilliant, you know? So they understand the platform and how people are using it and they're adding value to people based on that. It, it really comes down to the type of content that you put on has to be, um, has to align with the platform that you're putting it on. So, um, you know, there's always that, there's always that discussion around, you know what, I'm a, I'm, I'm a business owner. I don't have much time to do social media. So I'm just going to post one thing and I'm going to run it across, you know, Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and so forth. Well, I understand that, but each platform has its own sort of voice and how people use it. And so what you put on Twitter isn't necessarily going to, you know, have the same effect on Facebook. And so I actually discourage, you know, posting across all these platforms at the same time and really take, you know, really, really focus on uh, you can have you can be promoting the same type of thing or talking about the same type of thing. But you, you need to uh, make it unique to that platform that you're putting it on. So I don't recommend posting it across all the different platforms. So uh, and the cocktail party analogy really gets thrown around quite a bit uh, in the, you know, in the social media space. And essentially what I meant by that was. You, you want to treat social media like you would um, just in a, in a normal everyday uh, situation where you're meeting people in person. Um, and this, and, and I said it in the context of it was from a selling perspective, like I would mentioned before, you know, get off your virtual soapbox. Don't always sell, sell, sell. So you don't walk into a cocktail party, see different groups of people, and then just start, you know, just walk up to one of those groups of people and they're talking and interrupt them and start talking about yourself. Um, you don't do that. You walk up if, you know, you join a group of people and when the time is right, you, you start listening. When the time is right, you introduce yourself or if someone asks you, hey, you know, or they, if they introduce themselves to you, that's sort of the dynamic that, you know, that social media alliance with as well. And when you come up to that group, like I said, you're not going to just just start shouting out and blurt out your name and introduce yourself when other people are talking. You want to sit back and you want to listen first. Maybe there's a conversation going on that you can add value to um, in a non sort of weird way as you walk up to it. But that's how people, you know, if you were to do that, people are going to look at you a little bit differently. Like if you walk up and you're a little bit quiet, and you're listening and someone asks a question that maybe nobody else knows the answer to. And then you chime in with, you know, an answer that adds value to it. Social media is the exact same way. So that's why I said, don't be that guy who goes into the room and just sort of uh, rudely walks up to a conversation going on and, and blurts out, uh, start introducing themselves in, in, a, in a rude kind of manner. Um, you know, really treat social media that same way. Just kind of join the conversation, start listening, and then start to add value um, accordingly. And that's how you, like I mentioned before, that's how you build that sort of that know, like, and trust factor. And then you can start selling. Yeah. And this brings me to the next tangent where a lot of people are probably listening. They're like, hey, you know, this sounds really good and all, but how is this going to bring sales? So kind of like from a big company perspective, how are they measuring the social media efforts in terms of the bottom line and what it brings to the business in the end? Let's face it. I, and I asked this question to different brands that come on to the show. And, you know, it really comes down to, I mean, you mentioned Gary and, and what the, the way that Gary looks at it is how are you measuring a billboard? Or how are you measuring a TV ad? Well, it's the you're making a lot of assumptions. And but you, what you can do, though, is you can look at a period of time. Say you're stepping up your social media efforts and you for one month, you have stepped up your social media efforts and then you go into or you're, you're not selling necessarily, but you're adding a lot of value or you're doing some cool things on social media. You're you know, you're taking questions and answers. Maybe you're doing a Google Hangout. 
um, once a week or something like that. And then you lead into some sort of a sale from that. And when I say lead into, I mean, you start to incorporate some sort of a sales message um, within your social media there. If you notice an uptick in your sales, and maybe you were selling, bef- you were, maybe that you're selling this product or service before, and you can look at that period of time before you were doing the social media and look at your sales from that. And then sort of compare the two sort of time periods there, you know, were the sales higher after the, the, the big stretch of social media here compared to when you did it before. You know, and that's, and again, you're making sort of assumptions, but that's one way to do it. Whereas you can, you know, look at very specific periods of time and based on what you were doing in social media at that time. You know, you also have, if you are driving to a um, landing page, for example, well, if you are giving something away, whether it's like, you know, I'm, I'm bringing it back down to a small business perspective, then I'll come back up to the, to the, to the large business. Um, you know, if you're giving something away, whether it's a, let's just say you're giving away a video series, teaching somebody how to do something and you're talking about it in your social media and you're driving to a specific landing page. Well, you can very, you can very much measure, you know, the success of that. And then from there downstream, after you've, you've delivered that video, um, uh, course, if you will, where you've taught something and then maybe you introduce some sort of a paid product you can track that, like you can track where that person came in and then was there a sale or not. You know, a company like MTV, for example, who was on the show in episode 37, Tom Fishman, and I actually talked to him about this. And my thing was, is that how is social media, the different the different campaigns that you're doing, how is that um, pushing the needle in viewership for shows, which obviously in turn turns into, you know, advertising dollars and so forth for that. Yeah, because they have YouTube to compete against, smartphones, and because MTV is selling TV, right? It's like a huge medium that it's kind of dying. So, no, no, it totally, you're totally right. And, you know, they're able to look at, like I mentioned before, they're, look, they're able to look at the, the efforts they put into their social media and then how, again, they're making assumptions because it's very hard for any company out there to make that direct comparison. But they're looking at the, the efforts they put into social media and then, you know, viewership on what they did for uh, a particular show, like the MTV uh, Movie Awards. But they, they had a huge campaign, actually multiple campaigns, um, all social media based. And, you know, they really attributed a lot of that success in the viewership to the social media promotion that they did leading up to that particular event. And of course, when you have more viewers like that, the advertisers are happy. They're likely to get higher or more advertisers or have get a higher rate for the next time they do it. So yeah, there's, there are, there are opportunities to have that direct link, but a lot of it, frankly, is the assumption that you kind of have to, that you kind of have to, uh, to make. And a lot of brands are, are very much still doing that. I mean, the content MTV promotes is still fundamentally very social, right? It's kind of pop culture thing. So if like, if you don't do social media, you're, you're like an idiot. So <laughs> <laughs> it aligns really well with what they do and, and the benefit that they have, you know, as a big brand and, you know, having the MTV brand is they get a lot of the, the talent and celebrities that are on MTV to also do promoting for them as well. Uh, within their social media channels. So they really get to branch out and they have, they get the opportunity to really cover, you know, a wide area of, uh, of people and so forth when they do that, you know, and that's not necessarily something that a small business is going to have access to, but a small business is going to have access to their sort of their own localized, if you will, network of people who can promote their content as well. It may be not, it's it's probably not going to be Lady Gaga, but you know, they do have like, again, that the principle of it is just finding other people who 
uh, like your brand and have some influence who are gonna who are willing to uh, to promote you. Yeah, I think even like a recent one, I think the WestJet commercial where they gave people Christmas presents. I thought that was a really good one too. It, it probably costed them, you know, the couple thousand, tens of thousands to buy like the TV and all that stuff, right? But I think in the end, you know, I mean, we're still talking about it now. It's a really cool video in case you haven't seen it yet. Yeah, I, I actually had WestJet on the show. Um, on um, episode 41 last, actually last month, just a few weeks ago. And we talked about that. I said, you know, what is that, you know, can you take, I, I haven't looked at the views, but they had millions of views right off the bat. Yeah, well, but, well, before we get into it, let's explain what happened on the video. Do you want to go over that real quick? They gave away, or, or uh, somebody played um, uh, a Santa Claus in one of the airports. And I, I think it was, um, I want to say Calgary because they're Canadian airlines. Um, I forget which, which airport they were in, but they had a, a Santa on one of the um, screens in the airport area. And as people walked up, they were actually interact. They got to interact with, 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 uh, with Santa and Santa was actually asking them what they wanted for, for Christmas and so forth. Well, when, these people flew to whatever destination, I forget which destination, I think they were going across the country. So it had, they had several hours. What they didn't realize was this was actually happening in real time. And so the WestJet crew behind the scenes, if you will, they were all taking down what all these people were asking for for Christmas. And when these people got to their destination, all these presents started coming out of the uh, baggage claim and so forth. And they were calling out the people's names and they were coming up and it was just, it was, it's a, it, it's like a four or five minute video. But if you haven't seen it, it it's an amazing video. It'll make you feel really, really good. But they just did a really cool way of, of the way that they shot it and the way that they um, sort of relayed what or portrayed what was going on and the giving and so forth. And people were really, um, they were really touched by it all. And it's just, it's a very feel good video. And it just, it obviously positions WestJet very, very well for, for doing this sort of thing. And it, it went viral and everybody, everybody was talking about it. Well, what people don't realize too, is that they, they did a video last year as well. And it was a Christmas video and it didn't have any kind of, I mean, it didn't do, it did very well, but it didn't, it didn't have the same success that this particular video had. So WestJet is starting to become known as this, as this, as this airline who does a really good job at different times of the year with their, you know, doing these, these sorts of uh, videos. And they do a really good job with their social media as a whole. But, you know, with the video, I asked them, I said, so what doing this type of video and the success that you guys had with it, what does this do for your bottom line? Like, what does this do from a revenue perspective? We're talking about revenue and the effect that social media has on it you know, did this move the needle? And they, they noticed, they, they have noticed ever since then, big jumps in bookings and so forth. And it also gave them an opportunity to, they align with different charities and so forth. So they were able to um, give more to, uh, to charities around the world and so forth. So it was a real win-win for, for everybody, but it's a great example of what you can do with, um, you know, just kind of showcasing the brand in a, in a unique way. And that's a perfect example we talked about before of really selling the brand with, without selling. So definitely go check it out. Um, if uh, you haven't seen it yet, check out the WestJet. It's called Christmas Miracle. That's very cool. All right, well, thanks so much, Rick, for coming on the show. Uh, let us know where we can find you online. It's uh, rickmulready.com. It's R-I-C-K-M-U-L-R-E-A-D-Y.com. Uh, that's my main, uh, main home there. Uh, and the best way to stay in touch there is through the email list that I have there on rickmulready.com. And then uh, we talked about it before, but the podcast is called Inside 
social media. That's on iTunes and Stitcher and wherever uh, we can find podcasts. All right, make sure you guys subscribe to his podcast, Inside Social Media. Certainly very interesting to hear kind of what guys like Taco Bell, NASA, even what they're doing with like the Mars rover, like the guy tweets, is, it's really interesting. Yeah, yeah, and they won an award for that. <laughs> awesome, well make sure to check it out on Rick's podcast. And Rick, uh, thanks again for coming on the show. Terry, thanks man, appreciate it. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Build My Online Store podcast. If you want the show notes, make sure to check out the website at buildmyonlinestore.com. If you've got an e-commerce store, every two weeks I lead a live mastermind call with about five or six of the listeners in two separate groups where we work openly together and solve a business problem that you have. And we're all there to support each other. So if this sounds like your cup of tea, make sure to check us out at buildmyonlinestore.com slash mastermind. Thanks again for tuning in and I'll catch up with you guys next week.